Welcome to Make and Decorate, a podcast for makers who love to sew, quilt, and decorate. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Make and Decorate. This is episode eight, and I am Stephanie, your host. Um, And we are, when this gets published, we'll be right in the third week of October, well into fall. When I recorded this episode, um, we recorded it in mid-September and it was um, an unusually hot day. It was like 90 degrees. But now, (laughs) now it is definitely into cool, uh, crisp fall weather. um, And I love it. All right, so just a couple of things before we dive into this episode. Um, I just want to um, tell you about my new YouTube channel. Um, it's under Stephanie Socha, and I've got uh, about four videos up there now. And um, uh, the last week or so, I posted a couple of vlog videos, and then there's a couple of tutorials. Uh, the latest tutorial is actually um, where I extended an existing tablecloth with uh, my serger, and I did the um, baby lock wave stitch. But you can, um, I give a couple different ways to finish the hem of this tablecloth, even if you don't have a serger. So take a look at my YouTube channel and, and please subscribe and, and, um, you know, let me know what you think. Also for the podcast, please remember to subscribe, rate and review. Um, it really helps it out and I really love to hear from you. So, um, yeah, there's just some, um, pretty exciting things going on and I hope you enjoy. So in this episode, I have a guest, and this is a guest that I visited, and um, we recorded the podcast in person. It was a ton of fun, and I know you're going to enjoy it. We talk about a ton of different things. There are great tips on fashion sewing, uh, fabrics, sewing machines, um, you know, there's, there's just, we, (laughs) it was truly a conversation among friends and, um, it was so much fun. And, uh, the name of my guest is Sarah Clevenger. She, um, went to fashion design school and is currently, she's had a blog for, um, a while musings of a seamstress and um, now she is working on her uh, own um, clothing pattern company so um, I know you're going to enjoy this so let's get started hi Sarah hi thank you so much for letting me come to your sewing studio I'm so excited today I'm just like looking around everywhere that's my pleasure I'm great I cannot (laughs) wait so um First of all, just and I'll put this in show notes, but you have a blog called Musings of a Seamstress, yes. and I'll put the link in the show notes for that. And um, you're, I, I'll just tell a little bit. Like we first met last December at um, the sewing meetup, mm-hmm. yep. and so we sat right next to each other and mm-hmm. we became fast friends. <laughs> so that's how we yeah. know each other, and we've just kind of been keeping in touch ever since, mm-hmm. a little bit on social media and stuff. So um, I'm really excited to talk to you because you've got some machines that I don't have, I'm not familiar Mm -hmm. with, and I've gotten feedback from people excited to hear about 
other people's sewing machines. So it's not just me, because selfishly it's me, because <laughs> I'm always interested in what everyone else is sewing on. I just, I love sewing machines of all kinds. I love the vintage ones, I love the real new ones, and all the in-betweens. So I'm, I'm excited that we're going to talk about that, too. But before we get into that, I just wanted to know when you started sewing. Um, so I actually started sewing in middle school. Um, in It was when they still taught home ec classes. Uh, so it was probably about 14, 13, 14-ish. Uh, and we made tote bags. It, mine was absolutely atrocious. I actually still have it somewhere. And I have pictures of it, too. Uh, but it had, like, my zipper has, like, it's not caught all the way. There's <laughs> holes in it. Things don't line up. It's terrible. Why they thought duffel bags were appropriate for 13-year-olds, I'll never know. Uh, but ever since then, I've kind of always loved it. Like, it wasn't until I was in high school that they offered actual sewing classes, and that was when I actually really started sewing. And then I went to school for it, and it's kind of ever since then. <laughs> so did anyone else in your family sew or craft or do No, anything? no. So I am yeah. the only one that sews. That's the crazy part. Uh, I do come from a very creative family. My dad was an artist. He... He's a really talented drawer. Uh, my grandma, she loves to paint. Uh, she crochets. She knits. All of it. So I come from a very crafty family, but no one actually sews. I don't know where it came from. <laughs> well, they say that um, it's things skip a generation. Yeah. And I think there's something to that because your grandmother had all of that creativeness mm-hmm. with crocheting yeah. and painting. And um, my grandmother quilted and sewed, mm-hmm. but my mom... Just a little bit, not really a, a lot of it, mm-hmm. and um, you know, so I, I just think there's something to that. Yeah, I do remember, like when we were really little kids, my mom taught us. I don't know if she really taught us, but we hand sewed clothes for our Barbies. Yep, out of like <laughs> old sweatpants or just old things. So it wasn't. I don't know how good it was, mm-hmm. but I mean, I do remember doing that as a kid too. Cool. And then, so you said you went to school for it, mm-hmm. and I find that fascinating, too, because I'm, I'm more of a late bloomer, and I didn't start sewing until, like, my mom sewed when we were younger. I, I said this on my previous episodes, mm-hmm. and, you know, I really always had a fist. I mean, I, I picked up all her fabric scraps. Yeah. I love fabrics and everything, but she never had the time with six kids to teach me how to sew. Yeah. So, um, but... Um, where was I going with that? <laughs> oh, the so I I didn't then I picked it up again after college. So mm-hmm. I didn't really have that, you know, going back to like really I didn't even know you could go to school yeah. for fashion design and sewing back back in the day. Oh yeah, it's funny cuz uh, probably a couple years ago my mom found this paper from when I was in second grade, and it asked, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I wrote fashion designer. That's so cool. I didn't know. Like, I've, I, it's kind of always just been the thing I was going to do. I didn't realize, like, I don't know when I decided. Um, even in, like, high school, like, I would make little sketches and draw outfits on them and things like that, and it just, that was just always, this is what I'm going to do. Like That's really cool. I like that. Mm-hmm. So you went to fashion school, mm-hmm. and it, there, there, I'm sure there's, like, different areas of study. So w- was there a specific niche that you uh, studied? No. Or? So actually, I went to a I went to Ball State University. It's a mm-hmm. four-year univer- university. It's actually really mainly known for its teaching. Okay. Um, it's a teacher's college is how it started. But okay. the fashion design program is just sort of a general, all-encompassing 
fashion design. That's and they all the only other thing that they offer is fashion merchandising in terms of that differentiation. But it wasn't like it wasn't like the art institute where you could focus on just sort of bra making or wedding dresses or mm-hmm. or like FIT or anything like that. It was just a general four year. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. And then after you got out of fashion school, did you? you know, jump into the industry or I didn't. Um, we right after graduation actually we moved up to Chicago. Um, and we were here for a couple of years and then we moved back to Indiana to be closer to my husband's family. Um, and it wasn't until we moved back that I actually jumped into it and I um I, I found a post on Craigslist of all places for a job uh for a seamstress for a company that made show choir costumes. So I went and I worked for them, and then um, that's actually where a lot of my stash came from. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they closed down, unfortunately, and moved to Florida. And so then I started working for a lady who did bodybuilding uh, bikinis and swimwear and things like that. Oh. She would make costumes and um, all sorts of stuff for just bodybuilders. And I, I had never, this was a world that I had never been introduced to, so <laughs> it was completely like I'm making, like, little Speedos for men, <laughs> and I just, it was completely different. Wow. But I learned, like, some of how she would pattern, and I would help her make patterns and stuff like that. Um, and then I went back into show choir. <laughs> That's pretty cool, though, because even, like, with that bodybuilding, and she, she it was almost... To me, I would look at that like a, an apprenticeship, sort mm-hmm. of. It was. It really was, yeah. Because she's patterning, and mm-hmm. you're kind of learning her yeah. method and that sort of thing. And yeah, and you she take had, all that with you. Yeah. Experience. She, she had no training in it. She went to school for art, mm-hmm. and so what she did with her suits, she was really talented in making all these, like, rhinestone designs for her bikinis mm-hmm. and stuff, and so she just sort of had some basic patterns, and she showed me how they do them and all that, and then she just sort of taught me, like, what is needed for bodybuilding and learned it that way. And then you said, then you went back into the... Yeah, I went back to show choir. um, And I, this is where I really, really developed things. Um, I worked as a technical designer for a show choir company. Uh, And so what that means is I made patterns for them on the computer. I I was, I wore so many hats. Uh, I was a pattern maker. I did all the markering. So like, um, like a normal layout that you would see in a in a pattern where you, it tells you where to put your pieces and how much fabric you're going to need for it. That's what I did. I My job was to fit every size of garment that we needed in the smallest amount of fabric possible. Uh, so I used to say it was kind of like playing Tetris all day long with fabric <laughs> and pieces. Um, I helped train seamstresses there. I wrote pattern instructions, anything under the sun. Wow. <laughs> That's what I did. That's pretty cool. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. So um, I think it's, I, I'm pretty fascinated with people who have been to design fashion design mm-hmm. school because when I started sewing, I, I, self-taught and um, just went into, you know, all the, the big stores and, and bought the patterns like Simplicity mm-hmm. and Butterick. And then I waded through those patterns and, you know, you learn a little bit like, what a mm-hmm. seam allowance is, and usually those are like five eighths of an inch. So yep. that's kind of a lot of fabric. <laughs> um, and then just got frustrated too. So that's when I, um, I did finally. There was a place in Chicago that um, she did some one on one classes because mm-hmm. I, 
It was mostly my machine, though. I think it, because I had that faulty machine, so it was giving me so many problems. But yeah. I'm glad I did it because just like a few little basics can mm-hmm. change the whole way that you sew and and can make it so much easier. But for for what you do, I, and and I've taken some craftsy classes too on. How, altering patterns and mm-hmm. you know I never knew this until more recently when I did the craftsy but I didn't know that you were supposed to adjust these patterns to you or to whoever you were sewing them for mm-hmm. so <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then I still think it's complicated but I mean like I I kind of learned like this bust adjustment where you could kind of cut the mm-hmm. where the darts at yeah. and swing it in Slash and out and spread. <laughs> yeah but I don't know. It's just still very intimidating for me. Yeah, I think... So the first class that you have to take in school is Sewing 101. And that's where you learn to sew a, a commercial pattern. You learn all those little basics. Uh, they teach you different hand sewing techniques and just what the different terms are. Um, I actually made my friend. She had no interest in the fashion program, but I made her take that class. <laughs> Um, I was like, you have to take this class. It's just general life skills. Just take it. Um, but that's, I mean, that's really where I learned to read those patterns. And even just taking a class at Joann's or something like that, it's important so that you have that, this is how you read the back of an envelope. This is what, how you find your size and mm-hmm. all that stuff. I think it's important to Yeah, because it's just, like it's so complicated. And I, I think um, the big difference with um, those big, what do they call them, the big four yeah. sewing patterns, <laughs> is that they, um, or at least my experience is, I'm looking at the sizes on the back of the pattern and translating it to my ready-to-wear size, mm-hmm. and then I got disappointed because <laughs> never Nothing fit. fit. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I think everyone's went through that. <laughs> but the indie patterns do it differently, mm-hmm. and... Um, I really like it. And and now I think because, well, and when I started sewing, and, and I don't know, I don't even know our age difference, but when I did, like, there was no online help. There was mm-hmm. no YouTube or social media. And it's so much easier now. Like, you, oh, yeah. I can find an answer to a question and a snap of a finger. Absolutely. There wasn't, I mean, there wasn't an either with me. Yeah. It was, I mean... Yeah, the internet just started. Right, it just started. <laughs> so I there were, I, I mean, you had your MySpace and you had <laughs> Facebook started while I was in college, and but there wasn't anything. There were no sewing blogs. There were no mm-hmm. online YouTube channels for sewing. Yeah. There weren't even yeah. podcasts. But then, too, you know, with your education, you also learn about fibers and fabrics mm-hmm. and, you know, the appropriate use of that, which, you know, I learned that in design school for interior mm-hmm. design, but fashion and apparel is, like, totally different. And then when I picked up quilting, that's even more different. Oh, it totally is. So, <laughs> but it's fun. I love it. I'm sure you do, too. Yeah, yeah. We actually, I took a textile class, and that mm-hmm. was the only book I ever sold back, and I regret it. <gasps> um, oh. But, yeah, I mean, we took a textile class, and we learned how to do burn tests and what fibers are made of and, you know, the best things for this. But even nowadays, like, with how many new fibers that are coming out, like, mm-hmm. Double Brush Poly or some of the, like, the tensile and things like that that just were not around when I started, that there's always more to learn. Yeah, there's tensile in a lot of design, uh, home deck fabrics, oh, I too. It. I love it so much. It's, <laughs> it, it's like, it must be, like, this, you know, miracle fiber because, you know, it 
to have tinsel in mm-hmm. a fabric is like a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So what else? Um, go to school. You have your work experience, and then you're not from this area. You you're mm-hmm. originally from Ohio. Indiana. Oh, Indiana. Yep. Why do I think it's Ohio? <laughs> <laughs> um, wait. Maybe you were going to a Renaissance. We do. We do. We That's go to the Ren Fair in Ohio. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> We're, I, we're pre- so where I went to school, Ball State, is in um, Muncie, Indiana, and it's pretty close to the Ohio border. It's probably about an hour and a half oh, okay. away. Mm-hmm. Um, so we would go to Ohio all the time. But. I see. All right. <laughs> see, I get confused. <laughs> they can't, that's why you can't believe everything on it's social the Midwest. media. It's all the Midwest. <laughs> it is all the Midwest. So it's cool. And then you moved back here recently in the last couple of years. Yep. And um, so... Let's talk about what you're um, working on now. Um, so when we moved here, we decided that it was the perfect time for me to uh, start my pattern company. I have been talking about it for years with my husband. Uh, and it was one of the things that I had started working on before we left Indiana. I had been making patterns on the side um, in my own time at my previous job, mm-hmm. um, just sort of making things up for myself and for some costume pieces for him and some friends. Um, but we decided that moving here would be a great way to start that. It would be a fresh start. Um, I wouldn't have to, I didn't have a job at the time, so I had plenty of time that I could start developing it. So cool. that's what I've been doing. Mm-hmm. Um, my company will be called uh, May Scott Designs. Um, my middle name is May. My husband's middle name is Scott. Oh, cool. So, uh, May Scott Designs. Um, nice. I figured because it's, it's a good combo because we're both doing something for it. Uh, while I'm doing a lot of the business and the design stuff, mm-hmm. he um, is building me a website uh, from scratch. He's wow. a programmer and all that stuff. So, he's doing that for me. Um, but he also is building a stash tracker for me. Uh, because I, for my personal use, I keep track of like my fabric stash and what I'm doing. So he's been working on that, and oh, so that's to gonna talk. be something yeah. that um, well, once he gets the kinks worked out, it's gonna be released as maybe something that people can download and use on like their own, like an app or mm-hmm. something, like an app. Yeah, that is awesome. So, um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. I'm I don't gonna really keep track of my stash. I just, <laughs> you know. Oh, I do. There's a lot of it. Once, <laughs> once like every blue moon, when I clean everything out and I'm like rediscovering <laughs> fabrics <laughs> oh that's where that went yeah <laughs> I didn't realize I still had that as long cool. as I keep it all in front of me pretty good, pretty good. <laughs> but I'm looking so you opened up you she uh, Sarah has um this really nice sewing room and double door closet with floor to ceiling shelves and it's all full of gorgeous fabrics. Mm-hmm. I'm staring at them right now. So we're going to talk about that in a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, okay, so back to your mm-hmm. your May Scott designs. Mm-hmm. That is so cool, and I, I think it's great, because um, right now, I think it's really flourishing, and people are always looking for independent um, patterns mm-hmm. to use. I am. I mean, and I don't even sew clothing that much, because I, I, I kind of spend a lot of my time with quilting and now bag making for whatever reason (laughs) yeah (laughs) but um so I've gotten into that but I still you know like to 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 make clothes um Mm -hmm. you know like my husband requested me to make him more pajama pants so Mm -hmm. um, that's my husband's biggest request too (laughs) yeah they love and I'm looking and you know like how many pajama pants have I made you like so many and 
I'm like, where's mine? I never have time to make, but you make yourself clothing, which oh, yeah. is good. All the time. So, I don't know. I think I'm just more intimidated. Again, like I said, about mm-hmm. the fit and altering patterns. I just haven't really, like, applied myself appropriately <laughs> to, like, focus on it. I think, like, you know, with anything, if you learn, you know, the basics, it's not as hard. Or just mm-hmm. take it one step at a time. It's not as hard yeah, as it's you not think as bad. it is. <laughs> But, Start um, out with those pajama pants. That'll, those are the easy thing. Yeah. And, like, you know, the easy thing for me, of course, is, you know, where they have that part of the pattern where, like, here's where you lengthen and shorten. Mm-hmm. I get that. I can do that. But, um, I don't know. It, it's more of the um, the depth, maybe. Not, not the length, or, mm-hmm. but, like, more of the 3D kind of, like, that kind of a fit. Shoulders. Start, start with the start with the pajama pants. Like the They're shoulders and stuff like that. I don't know. Yeah, I probably I just, get my get in way too because you know I watch these things and it's all like you know. You just gotta do it. <laughs> just jump in. That's really so. Like Heather Lou, she was on yeah. the Love to Sew podcast, and I, I don't remember what episode it is, but like she was just like, just do the damn thing, and that's like, <laughs> I was like, oh, light bulb moment. That's just yeah. my new mantra. So it's up there on my wall. As a reminder of it. just do it. <laughs> yeah, I think you and I are similar like that because because <laughs> I, I fret about that kind of stuff and you want to do it, but it's just intimidating. And then, so then you like end up delaying and procrastinating mm-hmm. and how am I going to do Overthinking it. How am I going to do the thing? But it's just, you're right. You have to just dive in. Because really, when I finally did dive in and do a podcast, I was like, what was all the stress about? <laughs> I figured it out. It's not that hard. And you know, I mean, sure, there's much more professional productions, and they mm-hmm. use all the fancy software, but, I mean, GarageBand yeah, has been working just fine for me, yeah. and that's the free software on the Mac, so. There you go. You gotta learn somewhere. You gotta start somewhere. <laughs> yeah, so, so true. So, good. I'm excited about your pattern company <laughs> that you're gonna be launching. That's gonna be really cool. And are you going, is it gonna be, like, um, women's clothing, or? Yeah, so, the idea, because I want to make it a little bit different from everybody else out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I absolutely love to travel. That is, if I could travel all the time and never have to work, I would <laughs> do that in a heartbeat. Um, so, what I want to do with my line is sort of have a travel theme to it. So, each, each time I release something, I want to release kind of a mini collection. So, like, three to four garments... Um, that all fit sort of a capsule wardrobe that can all be interchangeable and they all center around a travel destination. So like say um, you're going to New Orleans, I want to have like a skirt to go to brunch in and you know just some fun things that would fit going on a trip to New Orleans or if you're going backpacking the mountains like do some cargo shorts, a flannel jacket, just something that all fits in that kind of this is the travel theme. Um, so it's a little bit different than everybody out there. It is a lot more work because I want to release mm-hmm. multiple pieces all at once instead of just one pattern every few months. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely going to be a lot more work that goes into that, but I think it'll be, I, I think it'll work because you'll have a lot of different, different things that you can pick and choose from or things like that. Oh, okay. So you would release this as a single pattern that's a collection or will yeah, it would... still be kind of like separate both. So I want to do okay. like separate individuals, but then like a bundle of like, here's your four patterns. You can get them all individually or oh. buy the bundle for a discounted price. Yeah, that's good. Mm-hmm. I like that. Mm-hmm. Cool. 
that's that's really interesting because um, I think it's a good idea. You're right. It's, I don't really see that mm-hmm. out there at all, which is a great thing. Yeah, and, and capsule collections are so popular right now. Like and a lot just, of people do like to travel. So. Yeah, <laughs> I love to travel. <laughs> cool. So, um, what else? So that's great. Mm-hmm. So you're working on that, and um, also I wanted to because. Um, you post about it, and I think it's kind of a cool, kind of a niche thing too, hobby or whatever, um, that you like the Renaissance costuming, mm-hmm. is that right? Yep. I, I love history in general. Mm-hmm. Um, if I didn't major in apparel design, it was probably going to be history or like architecture or something like that. Um, but probably my, it was my freshman year, um, some friends invited us to go to the Ren Fair with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we did, and I made my costume, and my husband's costume was the first costumes I made then. Mm-hmm. And I've just been in love with it ever since. We would go every year to the Ohio Fair. Up until last year, we stopped going, um, just because we moved so far away. But mm-hmm. I make the costumes all the time, and I actually did my internship with the Ohio Renaissance Festival. Really? Uh-huh. Uh, so I helped their costumer. I made costumes for performers one summer with her and uh, she taught me a lot about costume making and different methods of pleating and how to make a rough and so it's I don't know I don't really know why I like it so much I just do (laughs) um but yeah I love I love costuming in general I want to go to um costume college out in California oh really yeah oh man um every summer do you watch um well I just the ones that I love, because I, I love period um, and era, like, movies and TV, mm-hmm. too, and, like, Downton Abbey. Oh, yeah. And, and their costuming got so much attention because it was just phenomenal. Um, but also, I love Outlander. Oh, my God, I love Outlander. The wool. I, I oh, love wool fabric. That's my favorite. Wool. Oh, my God, I love wool. Yeah, I like it, too. It's a little expensive, but I still I love it mm-hmm. so that's... much. But her... The, the woman in that, um, Claire, mm-hmm. her clothing when she goes back to the 1700s in Scotland yeah. was just so cool. And it's weird because it's like, it's kind of drab in color, but not, um, it's not, uh, you know, it's, there's so many details, mm-hmm. like you said, like with pleating and, you know, buttons and embroidery and stuff like that. And then they have corsets. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I think it's, I was looking over oh. at my patterns because I want to say it's McCall's has the Outlander pattern line. <gasps> and I have like yeah. most of them in there. So I, cool. I haven't made it yet. I, cause I want to make stuff. I'm like, where am I going to wear this? I need, I but need I something. Think, but I think the Outlander could transcend into you could modernize it mm-hmm. because of the I don't know the wool oh, and yeah, the tailoring well, she's got that. and she goes back to the 40s yeah. too and has really cool outfits. she has this like that knitted cowl yes oh I love that I think I want to wear that for fall I think yeah. I could do that for fall yeah so. I love the clothes in there and even her daughter in the in the show mm-hmm. and if you guys have not seen this it's on the stars network mm-hmm. and one of my favorite shows ever <laughs> just watch it it's fantastic it's so good but then her daughter is living in the time of the 60s so mm-hmm. then you get some fashion yeah. from that day and it's pretty cute yeah it's kind of fun <laughs> it reminds me of like scooby-doo <laughs> i don't know if you ever watched scooby-doo the cartoon yeah but like velma and yeah yes <laughs> that's what she reminds yes. me yes i'm with you i'm with you there. she had like the <laughs> mini skirt with the tights mm-hmm. i think and yeah and the cool like argyle i don't know just yeah 
lots of textures and color <laughs> from, you know, the 60s. Yeah, so. I actually, um, wool in the 60s. Uh, so one of my, my friend, her grandma, gave me a bunch of vintage wool from the oh. 60s, and there was one of them what? was this blue plaid, and I made it into a skirt. No I'll have to way. I'll have to show it to you. Oh my gosh. It is amazing. It's like I... this light blue with green plaid. It's <sighs> so 60s and so wonderful. I love it. I cannot wait to see that. I know. I'm with you. I love wool. I love all the natural fibers. I do so too. linen is one of my favorite mm-hmm. fabrics and really linen cotton blends mm-hmm. because then you don't get like all the, you know, huge wrinkling of just linen, but I still love linen by itself yeah. too. But yeah. even like with home decor, I love linen drapery panels. But with that, you definitely need a little bit of cotton mixed in there because the draperies, when they hang, the gravity just pulls the fiber down and then they end up. I had draperies that I hemmed up <laughs> above <laughs> the floor, well above the floor, and then like after a, a year, it was dragging on the floor again because really? the linen. Yeah, because the I linen. I had no does idea. That. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, learn something new. As a decorator, yeah, I learned never put straight linen unless that client signs off on it, <laughs> <laughs> and, and that they understand the true nature of that fiber by itself because it will always grow. They 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 call it grow, but it you yeah know, kind of yeah with whatever humidity or whatever that's you know. And it does. So some people aren't happy with that. They want like you know the draperies to stop and be perfect and look like you know just like a mm-hmm. flat, per- like no wrinkles, <laughs> absolutely no wrinkles at all whatsoever. And that's just not going to happen with linen. Yeah, you got to have some realistic expectations. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But yeah, so that's in, uh, um, you know, it's not so much today, but like when I, back, this would probably have been when you were in college though, mm-hmm. but like silk was like the big thing with yeah. interior design too. But um, there's not so much, that much silk out there now, I think. No, you think know. Of. Is it because, no. why, why do you think that is? Because, is it because it's kind of hard to care for, or it's so delicate, or the price, or accessibility? That's a good question. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe just trends, too. Like That's true. I, Trending. I feel like minimalism lends itself more to mm-hmm. things like the linen than a silk would. Right. But yeah. I just think... farmhouse They sheep. do have some washable silk, but, I mean, it just... It doesn't have the body that linen does, and like you said, the minimalism, because silk would need to be, like, interlined and lined. And, and I honestly, I don't even have, I think I have maybe one or two pieces of silk in my stash. Um, I, it's never been something that I've been... Yeah, I know. It's not really big in mine, and it's not I even think, big in my design repertoire, either. I think I have flashbacks of that, like, early 90s silk, where it was that, like, suede yeah silk that, maybe that's why, maybe mm-hmm. that's why I just don't feel it. <laughs> Cool. So, um, oh, back to the Renaissance. Mm-hmm. So, I, I I've been to the one, the Bristol one, mm-hmm. one time, and um, yeah, they, I love like all of their costumes that they have there. They really get into it in their shows, mm-hmm. and um, the um, I think I don't know. Have you been to the Bristol? Yes. Okay. Yeah, we went this past year. Um, okay, and we've been many years ago when we lived so, here the first time. Okay, so I only went the one time, but um, I think I saw you post about the leather, and I, I went oh to that gosh. same shop and got, like, when I was there, I just couldn't decide. There was so oh, yeah. much, Absolutely. and I was just like, whoa. 
And so I just bought a bunch of their little remnants. Mm-hmm. And I've almost have them all used now. <laughs> so, and that was probably maybe like three or four years ago. So I need to go back. But tell me about, you know, your experience with that and, you know, your your work with leather and incorporating that into clothing. My work with leather is non-existent right now. <laughs> um, I don't hoard a lot of things in my life, but I will hoard fabric like nobody's business. Um, so I... I have grand aspirations of working with leather. Mm-hmm. I just haven't been able to, like, just go for it yet. I'm too scared. Because um, <laughs> my machine is definitely not up to that. Um, mm. But I love it. Yeah, The so the the leather guy, he's actually, his shop is called The Leather Guy. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, there were so many options. It's a huge shop. It's one of the biggest ones there at the mm-hmm. fair. And he just has everything under the sun and every color. And he's got metallics and neons. And I got, um, it's like an olive green quilted Mm -hmm. leather. And so I think I want to use it for um, some accents on a coat. Right. Mm Because you had posted that. And I couldn't tell the scale of the piece. Mm -hmm. So I thought it was big. And I was like, make a bag out of that. (laughs) You know, I probably could. It'll look like Chanel. I probably could. (laughs) Because it's quilted like that. But um, then you're like, well, it's not that big, so... Oh, yeah. Oh, you could make a little... Yeah, so I probably could make a bag. So, oh, my gosh, it feels like butter. It does. I don't know. I oh, want to see. I have to take a picture of this for the show notes. That's totally fine. This is so awesome. Yeah, it's no, It's even quilted is... with the backing on it. Like, that's... It makes it perfect. It's oh, already done. For sure. Let's see. Is so soft. This is it's like a new buck or something. It's really yeah. I'm not sure. I know like, because we've talked to a ton of leather sellers oh, yeah. and whatnot, and I've this decided is, that like deer skin is like my favorite. Oh like, yeah, it's the softest. It's one. soft. Yeah. So I I think that's what this is, but I'm not positive. I forget. It's really soft. It's like a really like just the top grain. That's mm-hmm. it. It doesn't have like you know leather comes like in different thicknesses and. There's different ways that they slice and use the layers, but this is really gorgeous. Yeah, I've got more up there that I bought for um, to make my husband a costume, but it's like twice as thick as that, and I'm like, oh my god, I use that. Yeah, but you put this with a really cool. I think was it a plaid fabric or something, or I forget. You you put this with a fabric, and you're like, I think I'm gonna use it as accents on a coat. Or something, um, but it looked really pretty. It's on your Instagram, I don't so remember. people can go That's on your Instagram question. and look it up. <laughs> I don't remember that. You don't? <laughs> I know that I posted it, but I, I don't know what I did. posted Maybe it Maybe I'm with. just making stuff up, though. I'm going to scroll through my Instagram right now. <laughs> okay, you do I'll that. Remember. <laughs> you can do that, and is there anything else about Renaissance that you think is has fostered your creativity or, you know... I will tell you that it has made me love hand sewing. Oh. Um, I The first costume that I, the, like the really big costume that I made for myself, uh, I completely hand beaded and hand sewed on all the trim. Um, I did, it has what's called cartridge pleats. They're all yep. hand done wow. all around the skirt. So like a lot of people talk about, oh my God, I hate hand sewing. It's so tedious. But so I, many people oh, I love say it. that. I yeah. love it. I will sit down there. I will, my husband and I will pop in some TV and mm-hmm. I will just sit there and do it all night. Wow. Like it's just, it's, I don't know. It's calming. It's calming and soothing. Yeah. 
There's yeah. nothing hard about it. It's just slow sewing. Yeah, I think hand sewing is intimidating to a lot of people, and they just, you know, sewing machines are just so fast, and you mm-hmm. can just, like, they, they, they want to just zip through stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I want to do that, too. But I also appreciate and, and love just, like, hand sewing adds just, mm-hmm. I think, just something more to yeah. whatever you're making. Whether it's, you know, right now, um, there seems to be a trend with hand quilting. Mm-hmm. And modern quilters are even adding and some of it to their quilts. And it's not like, you know, now, uh, when it first started coming out, I would say, I don't know, like three years ago is when I first really saw mm-hmm. someone post about hand quilting on their quilt modern quilt but they were just adding it here and there Mm -hmm. and that looked beautiful and that was nice I'm like that's a pretty cool thing because if you didn't want to spend like a month hand quilting this quilt you could spend like maybe I don't know a few nights a week and have embellishments on there or in my case nine years (laughs) (laughs) so I it's hand quilting I started making my friend when she got married I was like I should make her a quilt for her wedding that's a great idea never having made a quilt and so I decided to make her a double wing, double ring right. wedding mm-hmm. quilt. I can't say that. Um, and I decided that I was going to hand quilt it wow. because that's smart. <laughs> and I decided all this a month before her wedding. No, you didn't. I did. Um, it is still not finished. It is nine years later and it is sitting right over there. Wait, and they're still married, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Next year. <laughs> uh, we've decided. So it has become the long running joke. Um, and uh, they keep saying that I should have it done by their tenure, which is next year. Yeah. So we'll see. Okay, pull it out. You it's can do so it. massive. Is it a king size? It's a queen size. Oh, queen size. Yeah, that's still pretty big, to, especially for hand quilted. Oh, it's really beautiful. It's a green rings with purple corner squares. And then it's yellow. These were her wedding colors. Yeah. Oh, it's really beautiful. Yeah, you can see where I had I was gonna like do this whole hand quilted <gasps> design, and it's I was like, so oh, intricate. Uh. I know. I, I started like I started just doing the basic around the borders. Yeah, I was like, the outline. Nope, nope. We're not getting any more intricate than this. But, but the but the outline looks good. Does it? It really emphasizes the oh, rings. Yes. And well, that's the yeah, whole point of like, a wedding. Quilt, oh yeah, right? that was why I wanted to do it. But then yeah. I have been thinking. I'm like, man. What if I just, like, go take this to a quilt shop and just, I'll rip out all these hand stitches. What if I just go take this in and get it finished? Well, you could do that. But I mean, it's mostly, like, the only things I have left to can quilt are around these purple. That's it? Yeah. No, you're not going to go take it in. <laughs> well, it would be, I mean, it would, it would get all this down. It wouldn't be so loose. Yeah, but you want, they're going to use this, right? It's not just going to be, like, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I keep getting. Decorative. Right? No, she. They so want she, to use it? Yeah, she's like, I have them, because for their wedding, I gave them pictures of it. I was like, uh-huh. here's a framed picture of what you're getting. <laughs> Sorry! <laughs> and she's like, I have that sitting in my closet, and I have these grand plans of what I'm going to do with She it. really wants her clothes! Yeah. <laughs> so, I have, I, you're so far along with it, I think you'll definitely have it done for their 10th anniversary. It's really I haven't great. actually touched and, it in But like what I'm going to say is that I wouldn't worry about the center squares not being intricately quilted because when it's washed it gets that really cool crinkled mm-hmm. soft 
yeah. texture to it. Yeah, I need to wash it because it's been sitting here so long. My cats have used it as a bed. So, yeah, see? <laughs> so you'll wash it and, and it'll already have that kind of really cool um, soft texture to yep. it. So I think I I like it because I can, I'm sitting like maybe, what, four or five feet away mm-hmm. from it and I can really see the um, the dimension of the rings. Cool. Yeah. Good. Well, then I maybe like I will it. keep it. <laughs> Yeah. I'll keep going with it. Keep I gotta going. Get it <laughs> really not. You're almost there. I know. Sometimes I know. you just need that little added, like, Ugh. you know, you can do it's it. It's just so, like, <laughs> in the summertime, it's just so hot. I'm like, it's hot. gosh, I don't yeah. want to sit with this quilt on my lap doing all this. Well, guess what? It's it's going to be fall in, like, another week. <laughs> sure. You say that, but it's 90. <laughs> I know. Today it's, like, almost 90. <laughs> but it will be. It's really beautiful. Cool. That's awesome. I love it. So, uh, well, we're kind of on the topic now. What what else do you have works in progress that you might want to share? Oh my gosh! You, you, oh, you're like everybody. Oh. We all all of us has, you know, tons of projects started. And my current <laughs> project, um, I'm working on the cascade duffel coat from Greenline. Mm-hmm. Um. I made my husband a duffel coat a few years ago, and ever since then I'm like, I really want one. I, I want one for myself. I like this a lot. And I have to say, I, I've seen you post a few like coat, like mm-hmm. pictures of several coats that you've made, and and I, I, they're gorgeous. I mean... I love making coats. It's I've never seen a, too many people making coats mm-hmm. either, so these are just so beautiful, and they're very inspiring. I just love seeing them, and the work is impeccable, and I just wonder sometimes, I'm like, how hard is it really to make a coat? It actually isn't hard, so it's a lot of slow sewing, but... Slow sewing? Yeah, okay. I love making them because wool is, like, one of my favorite fibers, so yeah. that's fall is my favorite season, but, so I love wool and I love coats for that reason but it's not Mm -hmm. that bad like no I mean it really isn't like it's labor intensive because I underline all my pieces yeah with flannel so this particular one is underlined with foxes and owl fabric um it was the leftover from pajamas I'd made so cute see but you know what this is very creative and um it's a good idea for people Mm -hmm. that you know, you could use what you have on hand. Yeah, so, I mean, it's... Because it was just fabric sitting in my stash, and I was like, it's either I'm going to use it or it's just going to sit here forever, so... So when you say it's um, underlining, mm-hmm. that mean Is that kind of like a middle layer yeah, between a lining so, and the face fabric? Yeah, so... Okay. And underlining just means it's stitched to, under the fabric. So okay. it's stitched to the shell fabric as one. Okay. Um, I've got, there's interfacing underneath of it on the shell fabric, so it's like, oh. stabilizes some different yeah. areas. See, I think that's what's intimidating to most people, is that there's so many layers of linings and mm-hmm. facings and stabilizers, and and it's not that it's hard, it's just that you, it's... You it's just, intensive. It's labor-intensive. Labor-intensive. Sure. But yeah. I, I refuse to make my husband a suit jacket. He wants one so bad. But we took, um, in college, we took a tailoring class, uh-huh. and, like, I had to do all these hand stitches to um, reinforce, like, the collar. Like, it would have a horsehair canvas, mm-hmm. and then you had to hand stitch all across it to give it, like, the structure. And I'm just like, I am not... You don't understand. I'm not making mm-hmm. you a suit jacket. <laughs> I will make coats, but I'm not making a suit jacket. Right. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, a coat, you have a little bit more of a relaxed fit, so it's not mm-hmm. as tailored. Tailored, right. But I mean, yeah, it still has, like, I've still got interfacing in underneath the armholes, yeah. and it's got um, the underlining. Yes. I always put it in there just to give more body, body. to my, to right. my shell. Right. It's got lots of top stitching, mm-hmm. and it's definitely more labor-intensive than making any other garment, but... Yeah, but this is come, like the only one. They come out so beautiful. Mm-hmm. When I see the pictures of your coats, it just makes me like really want to try. This is to actually do that. This is actually um, when we first met. This is one of the projects that I was working on. Oh, was it? I had sewed the muslin for it. Yes, yeah. Yep. And then it finally. Now I'm like, okay, it's close enough to. Oh my winter, gosh! Wait a second. So I have to tell people who are listening to this that when I met you, so. We um, meet up, you know, a bunch of people in the Chicago area, and you just bring whatever you want, uh, your sewing machine if you want to. Some people bring in hand sewing, hand embroidery, English paper piecing, whatever. It's like whatever you want to do. It's just the whole point is for people to get together that have, like, interests, and, and we just spend four hours doing that, and, you know, of course there's food involved and, <laughs> and uh, chit chat <laughs> but um like I I kind of just a lot of times I don't get as much done as I want to because of all mm-hmm. the talking and stuff but you did all of it you were talking and then you were like zoom 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 on your <laughs> and by the end of the night you're like oh I've got this muslin done and I was like what is going on <laughs> it's from being a seamstress from production sewing like that's what we would do all day like as seamstresses i mean we're sewing and chatting all day multitasking it's It's just amazing and i I had brought a quilt and i was just like hand binding it so Mm -hmm. i got like maybe three feet done and then you had a whole whole month (laughs) i also made a t-shirt too yeah you were just going i was just i couldn't even believe and you brought your serger Mm -hmm. too so i was pretty amazed yeah i gotta tell you i was like so this was the first meetup I'd gone to here, and I'm like, I don't know. I mean, what am I gonna? Who are these people gonna be? Are they gonna be apparel sewers? And I get there with my serger and my sewing machine, and everyone else is quilting. Everyone has all <laughs> these quilting machines. I'm like, and I'm over here with a serger and a home sewing machine. I'm like, oh my gosh, come on! Like, I think that's what bonded <laughs> us though, because I love sergers, so I was happy to see a serger. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I think in that group, uh, most of them are. Um, quilters, but there's a couple of them though that have been making clothes all summer. Mm-hmm. Danny, she's um, she's been like making these beautiful t-shirts and sweatshirts and stuff. Yeah, and I've been following her on Instagram yeah. a lot. Yeah. yeah, she makes some amazing leather work. I'm like, oh. I know <laughs> life goals, I know. <laughs> drool. <laughs> <laughs> so that was cool. All right, so then we've got this coat mm-hmm. that's really coming along. I mean, yep. it's like it's I've... almost. Uh, it's not almost, it's not almost, it's still in the beginning. Just just some lining (laughs) and, you know. Um, so there's that. I have a, um, fall collection that, this is probably one of the first times where I've, like, sat down and decided, I have this idea and I'm gonna make this fall collection and I have everything, mostly everything to do it. You know, for you? Mm Mm-hmm, for me. Oh, that's awesome. Can I just say, I love that you sew for you. Uh, I'm a very selfish I, seamstress. I, yeah, but I need to become that way. <laughs> I, I sew for everybody else, and I'm like, where are my clothes? My husband is lucky if he gets one thing a year, and it's probably pajama pants. Yeah. Pajama pants are easy, though, because I can do them. So, yeah. <laughs> so, this is, like, the first year where awesome. I just sat down. I was like, I have this idea. I want to do this, like, 
90s inspired grunge modern collection because mm-hmm. 90s is so on trend right now so just the color palette and some of the different fabrics mm-hmm. but with more modern silhouettes right so it's a whole lot of closet case patterns yeah. this year <laughs> it's funny because that that 90s um grunge back in the day was it was mm-hmm. cool fabrics and the plaids and mm-hmm. stuff but it was so boxy and oversized yeah so that's cool. Yeah, so that's what, I mean, I've got, I have, these are my fabrics for it. It's a pretty uh, neutral color it. palette. It's a lot of the black and the gray. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to do some ginger jeans finally. Oh, cool. And then, like, the my coat that I'm making is that red, and so I also did, um, I just finished my closet case, or not closet case, um, Helen's Closet. Mm-hmm. York pinafore, and that's, like, oh, yeah. that coral, rusty coral color. Mm-hmm. So just sort of some... It's very nice. This is Mm -hmm. so cool. We'll see if I get it all done. It may be spring by the time it's finished. Well, you know, (laughs) fall will come back around again. Yeah, because I've, (laughs) well, and on top of that, like, I've also decided there are four things I want to make my husband, one of which is another coat. So I have three coats on my to-sew list. I don't think it's going to happen. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. But. But that's good. I mean, Mm -hmm. this is so great. I love your drawings. (laughs) <laughs> renderings they're so pretty but um that's wonderful I think also too for me that's intimidating is this that I size out of most of the pattern lines mm-hmm. and um like I think closet case patterns I'm just like right there I'm like yeah I need, I need one more size up and I'm just too intimidated to like grade it I know see I know all the little words, but do I know what grading really means? No. It's, you know, it's actually not that hard. I can help you, I promise. Okay, cool. Um, it's just sort of like, if you look at the pattern, like how it's already graded out, just mm-hmm. saying, if this is how it's already graded, then I need to add this much to Is that what it is? Because that's what I want to do. I'm like, well, I just need to add like half an inch to each side and then I'll mm-hmm. add a whole inch, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. To the overall, well, yeah, if you've got seam allowances. Like, yeah, yeah, I mean, if you've that. only got two side seams if you add a quarter of an inch to each front and your back you add a whole inch all around oh see all right like like you said i just have to do yep. it i should just try i it. can help you <laughs> all right cool that's awesome so now let's move on to your sewing machines okay yay okay so i have really basic machines um my straight stitch machine is a Kenmore. I want to say it's a 385. I'm not positive. Kenmore 385. Um, but Kenmore machines are manufactured by Janome. Uh-huh. I don't know how many people know this, but any Kenmore brand is manufactured by somebody else for Sears. See, because I thought Kenmore didn't exist anymore because of Sears. I'm Honestly, I don't know what it is nowadays. This is old. I, had, I mean, my machine is probably nearly 15 years old but those Kenmore machines are like comparable to like what the Singer Mm -hmm. machines from like the 40s and 50s are this is nearly 15 years old and I've had Mm -hmm. it serviced once that's amazing actually that's probably about 10 years old my serger is 15 years old and I've never had it serviced yeah, the sergers are workhorses. Oh, yeah. I love, I love the serger. Um, but yeah, like my Kenmore is the exact same model as a different Janome. I couldn't tell you which one off the top of my head, but it's like identical to it. But yeah, that's what so, Sears when Sears their Kenmore line are all manufactured by other people. Even like their washers. Oh I yeah. I believe they're like their Kenmore washers are oh. manufactured by LG. 
Oh, I see what you're saying. So even when Sears ha- carried the line ten more, because they did, it, yeah, ten they more had appliances Sears line. too, mm-hmm. right? So the sewing machines were actually manufactured by Janome. Mm-hmm. Every ten more labeled ten more. It's like the store label for yep. Sears. Yep. Oh, it's I It's their get private it. label, so okay, it's cool. all yeah. done by somebody else. So there mm-hmm. is, I don't know what the Janome model is, but it is the exact machine. It just says Janome up in now the corner. Now that you say that, I recognize the body style to a Janome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I can see it now. Because mm-hmm. it's kind of got that curved front um, to the machine that Janome has. And then, um, yeah, those machines are workhorses. And... I mean, the the clothing that you produce from this machine is amazing. So I think I want to say to everybody that if you think you have to have a fancy machine, you do not. You just need to have a reliable machine that can do a a very quality straight stitch and a zigzag. And what other stitches are very important to you on your machine? Uh, You know, honestly, the buttonhole. Uh, So this is only the second machine I've ever bought. My first machine was also a Kenmore. Um, and it was even more basic than this, but it didn't have a one-step buttonhole. So that was like, when I went shopping for a new machine, that was my only requirement was I need a one-step buttonhole. Yeah, me too. Um, (laughs) so that was it. I, and this has, I don't know what, 26 stitches, 26 different stitch options. And I used maybe three of them. Right. I mean, you don't really. And it, Okay. Like, I see all the big fancy quilting machines, and, like, a Bernina <laughs> is, like, the epitome of this is what I want. But I don't know why. It's just fancy and pretty looking. Um, but I made a quilt on this. I mm-hmm. made a massive quilt on my little home machine, mm-hmm. and it was a struggle fitting it through that small little neck opening, mm-hmm. but I did it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you could definitely make um, a quilt top of any size on that machine. The actual quilting of it. No, that's what I did. Oh, quilt I top? did the actual no, I did the actual quilting. That's on what it. I know. Yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> so the quilt top would be no problem and like some people don't even want to quilt their own quilt, mm-hmm. so they could still have a basic machine oh, yeah. like this and, and produce quilt tops, but you will yeah, you will be challenged if you're gonna try mm-hmm. to do a big you know, like machine quilting yep. on here. Um you can see it's well loved. It's the mm-hmm. the little ruler is oh, yeah, worn off. Wear off. <laughs> yeah, but you get so I don't know about you, but I, the more you use your machine and you just really get to know its nuances and, mm-hmm. and you can just, you know, like, it's like the back of your hand. Mm-hmm. And then when you go somewhere, like, um, uh, let's say, like, you know, I don't know, to, like, a retreat or somewhere where you're, or even, like, I went to a quilt shop and did, like, this charity sewing. We did all these pillowcases. And um, so we used their machines. And they were Janome's. Mm-hmm. But um, I... I at that time, just had my baby lock, so I was... But it, it wasn't that hard, because those are very similar yeah. to, to go from one to the other. But it was still not my machine. Yeah. So I'm still like, okay, where's this at, and how do I... <laughs> well, that was... So I did a... Um, Ikea here did a, like, special thing with Bernina, uh-huh. uh, where we made these placemats, and I cool. use it to put under my machine now. But we sewed on a Bernina 750, I want to say. Mm. I was so intimidated looking at this thing because it had, it was like the big computerized screen and I'm like, I need this machine in my life. And it wasn't until I got home that I looked it up and I looked at the price and I was like, <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> they it's... let a whole bunch of people sew on these machines. Oh yeah. And they want to sell those machines. Oh my too. gosh. Yeah. It's so. crazy. I think I, I sewed on that machine 
Um, when I went to uh, the Zootopia retreat, it was mm-hmm. sponsored by Bernina, and they had all the Bernina machines there. They had more of their basic model for people who wanted to use mm-hmm. it for the retreat. But then up on the front stage was the 750, whatever <laughs> it was. And, you know, I got to try it out and use it. But, yeah, then and they're like, well, it's a show special. You know, oh. you're getting it for this price. And no. I'm like... Yeah, it no, was that's so still the price of a car, so <laughs> right <laughs> or close to it. Oh. But I did get a Bernina. Um, you know, you listen to a couple episodes mm-hmm. back, and I I got it used and pre loved, and I don't think there's that's anything what, wrong with it. Yeah, I, I think you mentioned that to me before about yeah. that, and so that's what I'm like on the hunt for now. Like I for saw sure. Craigslist and. And I love my Bernina, and it's an 800 series, which, you know, back in the, like, nine years ago, Mm -hmm. was, like, right up there. Yeah. In that same price range, but it still works great. The only thing I worry about now, though, is that I'm in a Bernina Facebook group, and Mm -hmm. then they're starting to talk now about them, like, discontinuing service on the software on there. I know. And I'm like, why do they do this? See, mine's all mechanical. No software. That's the great thing about mechanical machines. Mm -hmm. They, I, that's why I love my Juki because it's all mechanical. It's just a straight stitch. It's semi-industrial, and I use it a lot. And I just, I mean, there's not too much to worry about with that machine. Yeah. And like you said, the maintenance is minimal. Yeah. That's, so what I want is a Juki industrial. I want an industrial yes. serger and an industrial straight stitch. Yeah. Like, I. That's my biggest gripe is that coming from the manufacturing side of it and like sewing on those all day for 8 to 12 hours. Mm. They just go so fast. Yep. And, like, I would get home and I would sew on mine. I'm like, oh, my gosh, can we go any <laughs> faster, please? It just it felt like it was just so slow. But it's not. I mean, it's, it's a whole machine. And it's just mm-hmm. just the different speed I'm used to now. So that's your Kenmore. So mm-hmm. it's got everything you need. And mm-hmm. it's very um, reliable. And yep. it's pretty so basic. that's great. And I... Um, the, the, the place where I took the, you know, the one-on-one class mm-hmm. at, she had a Kenmore. It looked just like yours. And, um, it was really? great. I'm on the hunt for more of them. Yeah. I have duplicates of both of my machines. Um, because that, it's my backup. So, I'm like, sure you're checking out eBay, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, I got my duplicate of my one. sewing machine for free. <gasps> when we moved up here, I was on Craigslist, stock Craigslist for sewing machines, P.S. Um. <laughs> And this guy had one. He was like, I just want to get rid of it. It's free. You probably need it serviced. I don't use it anymore. And I got it, and it works just fine. It is identical to mine. It's completely free. That is and this, awesome. I think this is like a $250 machine now or $300, something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And so he just gave it to me for free, and it's newer than mine is. Oh, my gosh. So. That is so great. Yeah. Yeah. I actually did get a machine on Craigslist. Yeah. Guess was the which first one, one it was. Hmm. Was it your Bernina? No. What? Juki. I, yeah, I, I stock. Talk about, like, the right place at the right time, because they don't yeah. sell this anymore. This I I knew, I don't know, it was kismet. It was just crazy. But this um, this camp for kids mm-hmm. in the summertime, Steve and Kate's, they, um, after every summer, they, they do these amazing camps, um, high-end camps. But, the, I mean, everything you can think of for kids, computers, sewing, crafts, really? arts, That's science. Here? Yeah, in the hmm. Chicagoland area, there's a lot of locations. Well, at the end of every season, they sell off the iPads, the really? equipment, the sewing machines, like all of it. They yeah. wouldn't just reuse it? No, I guess like it must cost more money to have to store and the resources for all that stuff. That's I don't crazy. know why they do that. but So 
Um, what I got my Juki in twenty fifteen. That was the last no second. They they did they used those machines for one more season because every year I go back. <laughs> See what I'm gonna machines? need. To, I'm gonna need you to. But they don't do the Jukies anymore. So <sighs> they do these um ge- like Janome like um beginning type of yeah. machines now. But That's... I got the biggest deal on that machine and. Um, it was crazy. It, 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 I got to try it out. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you drove. I drove out to this warehouse, and you know there was these two, you know, college age kids there, mm-hmm. and they gave me the pick of the machine <laughs> I wanted, and so yeah, it was That's great. Right. I stalk the Facebook Marketplace is my new place now mm-hmm. too, and um, then Craigslist for like yeah my machine for the, the machines that I want and industrials. Like, I'm on the right. hunt for specific industrials. Cool. So. Yeah, that's I'm a place to get it at. Mm-hmm. You really can. Because, I mean, sometimes these um, places go out of business, and then mm-hmm. they just want to get rid of yeah. this great equipment. So, yeah. cool. That's great. All right, so on to your surger. Okay. Uh, so my surger is a Janome Mylock 204D. Okay. Um, and, again, it's basic. I've had it. I got it while I was in college. Um I've had it, I've never had a service, that's terrible of me to say, but it's always run. The only ever thing, issue I had was, I was late night sewing Renfair costumes, because that's pretty typical for me, and I sewed over a pin, and I had to change my blade. That was the worst, that's the worst thing that's ever happened, but that's it. But these mechanical machines Mm -hmm. are really, um, I mean... Yeah, there's not they're too solid. much you need to maintain. the The one thing is just to keep it super clean mm-hmm. after every time you yep. sew. Clean and oil. Clean That's and oil. It. Yeah, because they're. I mean, it's all metal parts, so it's yeah. not like like the new singers that oh, I oh, I stay yeah. away from those. I but agree. like they have like the plastic parts that yeah. if it breaks, the yeah. machine is done. Like mm-hmm. these are all metal parts in there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and that's a four thread. It uh, is serger, and it just does serging. Yep, in a three thread. Yeah, I can do three thread if I want, um, mm-hmm. but it does also do a roll hem, and the roll hem is only I love a three a roll thread. Hem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do roll hems a, a ton on my mm-hmm. serger. Yeah, so cool, and no cover stitch. Mm-mm. No, and you're in oh. fashion. Oh. Where's the cover oh. stitch? <laughs> so when I started sewing, home cover <laughs> stitch machines were not a thing. Oh. Um, I have used industrial cover stitches, and that's what I want. Oh. I don't want a home cover stitch. I want an industrial one. We, I've used one a lot. They are very finicky, but oh. they are amazing. Cool. And there's again, it's just I want all industrial machines. Just but that makes sense. In the garment. I mean, it's for the speed. what your business is mm-hmm. growing into. That makes perfect sense. But yeah, no, I have a cover stitch serger combo. But for I mean, I'm not like. Yeah, I want to say it was probably like maybe five or six years after I got this serger that cover stitches started coming out. I'm uh, like, man. <laughs> but I also wasn't sewing knits at the time either. Like, okay. So knits are probably within the last five years. Okay. All right. But so. now um, I I can use, I use a cover stitch sometimes just for like decorative stuff or even with mm-hmm. quilting. They, they, they've really come up with some really creative things yeah. to do with it. Yeah. The well, now. the cover stitch machine. Does the industrial one do just the single chain stitch too? Um, no. An industrial. Well, the industrial one that I've used is a Juki. I couldn't tell you which one specifically to save oh, my okay. life. Um, but it is six threads. I want to say. Whoa. There were 
three, three on top and two, no, it's five threads. Three on top and two on bottom. Okay. Um. Yeah. But it, I mean, it was just it does like what's on your. You could do now. like the double the, and the triple, mm-hmm. and then this. yeah. So it would do that on both sides. Yeah. Just that. Oh, I see. Both sides. Oh, that's how... Mm Because I'm like, my cover stitch only does this on the back, on the one Mm -hmm. side, and then the the two straight stitch on the front, or the the triple. You could do like a single, double, or triple. Yeah, so the industrial, you can do it where it has that on both sides, or you can do it where it's just I'm like looking at my clothes, and I'm like, hey, how do I get that stitch on both sides? (laughs) Yeah, so that's what it was. It was a six thread, Uh because if you you put all six threads in, it would do that, Yeah, where it did it on both sides. But if you took out the sixth, it would have just the straight lines. Got it. Because I'm wearing, like, this active wear shirt, and it's got, like, that cool, like, um, zig loopy mm-hmm. stitch that's kind of decorative. It's, it's mm-hmm. become decorative in sportswear yeah. now. Oh, yeah, for sure. Because before it used to be considered the, the underside mm-hmm. and the backside. But yeah, I mean, if you look on all your t-shirts, yeah. like, that hem is mm-hmm. the inside of yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. So um, I'm glad we got to get to know your machines mm-hmm. a little better and some that I'm not really that familiar with. And then the threading of your serger, you're just kind of used to it. Because that's a big complaint of a lot of people, and they're intimidated mm-hmm. by the serger. I used to be, but no longer. I mean, Yeah, it's not bad. I mean, once you learn the threading path, it's really yeah, it it's was, not terrible. It was definitely intimidating at first. Yeah. But, like, it, it has the little guide on there that's color-coded for home machines. And then do you use and tweezers all, to... Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, the long tweezers. Um, but now, the best thing... This is... Guys, this is serious garment industry tip here. Um, when you change colors, cut your threads at the back and tie on the new tie color on. and pull them through. Yep, I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> so much faster Mm -hmm. it is a fraction of us it's a fraction of the time Mm -hmm. you only have to really do it once Mm -hmm. you only have to um thread it once and that's it yeah and then you can just keep tying it off Mm -hmm. and putting your new threads colors so much faster cool talk about those (laughs) so i have two windows or two um vintage machines one of them is um an admiral it's a japanese clone of the old vintage singers so I don't have a singer, and it makes me so sad, like a vintage singer. I don't want a new one, just a vintage one. But uh, the Admiral is a pretty close, and I actually yeah. um, I got it for 25 bucks at a flea market. That's amazing. And then I took it in to get it serviced mm-hmm. so that it was actually, it's functional now. Mm-hmm. Um, he rewired it. Cool. Uh, he, the guy who did it, he was like, you know, these Japanese clones are actually better than the singers because... The Japanese clones worked out some of the kinks of the original Singer machines. And then inside of the table is a, I don't, it's like a 60s, from the 60s maybe. It's a green new home machine. Um, That one is not functional, but I haven't, I'm too chicken to use them. I don't want to ruin them. Oh. (laughs) They're so pretty. Yeah, but if you don't use them, then they like... You know, kind of start freezing up. All yeah, the I parts actually, I want to the Admiral one because I had it serviced and it is functional. I I want to test leather on that. Yeah, because I don't think that my home machine is up to doing leather, but I got that one is solid. So For sure, I yeah. think I'm gonna. I need to just yeah. dive on in and do it. As my motto, my it's new motto. Beautiful. I love it. I'll take a picture of it for the show notes because it's so pretty and it's got like a little green wooden box. 
Oh, and it's ter- it's it's like plastic. It's so it? old. Oh, yeah. From over here, it oh looks yeah. Like wood. No, it's it's plastic, and it's from the fifties. Well, so a distance, it looks it's bad. probably not very stable. Uh, when I brought it in, the guy was like, "You should probably carry that from the bottom. Don't carry it from the oh, top." Yeah, yeah. That's because <laughs> the to the handles on it are all rusty. I'm like, oh but yeah. You have to, is that? But you have to use it to, for the machine. To yeah, it sits in. Yeah, this it's a portable one that yeah. sits in that. Yeah. Cool. I'll pull out the other oh, one too. Nice. The other one is sitting in a table, so it's it's not out in the open right now. Yeah, I like I like the vintage. I only have one vintage machine. It's um, the I I I like you said went on a mm-hmm. hunt and I wanted a featherweight, so I got one. Yeah, like four years ago, and I love it. It's so cute. Yeah, I want like I would love to have more vintage machines. There's that whatever downtown. There is that shop. I don't remember what it's called, but it's just got these like glass windows. And yeah. it's just filled with old vintage machines yeah. in the window. Oh. Yeah, it's on the Michigan Avenue. I forget what shop that is, though. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. I think so. Yeah. I just It's gorgeous. <laughs> yes, I love it. Oh, my gosh. Well, my I think my last question was going to be what your dream machine was, but I think you already kind of said. Yep. The industrials. Those industrials. Right? All industrial. <laughs> cool. uh, I want an industrial serger so that I can surge through sequins. <gasps> what? Oh, I I my serger is not does not handle sequins. And in, in industrial, there's some that it doesn't, but I mean, that's show choir was all sequins all the time. Really? So we surged I, I didn't most even everything. know that you could surge through mm-hmm. those. I thought you had to clip away. No. I, okay. The A lot allowance. of people do that. I, we didn't, I mean, in manufacturing, nobody's them. got time for that. Oh, <laughs> nobody. <laughs> so it's, you so right through it. <gasps> I love it. That is, see, I'm learning something new. Yeah. And it depends too. I mean, like a lot of those fabrics, if it's a knit fabric, you can just straight stitch it and you don't have to search finish it because it's not going to fray. Okay. So put a lining in it and then it's the end of it. Cool. Nice. All right. Well, I'm looking at your fabric stash. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful and gorgeous. It's different um, than quilter stashes because um, you've got yards of fabric for clothing. <laughs> yeah. And um, in quilting, you just you, you can have like small pieces of fabric. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people have fat quarters, like a bunch mm-hmm. of little bundles and stuff. But um, that was one of the things where when I first started quilting, because I didn't start quilting until long after I started sewing. And and even in interior design, you're used to yardage. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and then going to quilt shops and I'm getting yards. And then you only need like a half a yard for this part or a quarter yard for that part. And so, yeah. um, and then I, I, I had to kind of change the whole like scale of what you're you're um purchasing to quilt mm-hmm. with as far you know if you notice like quilt fabrics have a small scale of patterns mm-hmm. some of them have big you know like tulip pink will have those big statement which i love patterns of her fabrics but like with clothing you can work with really large yeah. patterns yeah. which is cool but it's just like a whole different mindset you know it going is. to quilting <laughs> than it is from apparel oh, it, it definitely is like so my go-to yardage is three yards because mm-hmm. I can make a maxi dress. I can make pretty much anything with that. If if I want to make something costume I'll probably get five or more yards mm-hmm. depending on what I think. But my go-to if I don't know what I'm making is three. That's and, a good. Um, that's a good tip. Um, so there was a, a local Joann's that was closing, mm-hmm. and I went in and like they had fabric. It was like buy the whole bolt of whatever's left. Um, or that you could also like say, you know, how much you wanted. So I had decided I wanted to make a 4th of July quilt 
I had no idea what I was making it, just I wanted it to be red, white, and blue. And so I bought two yards of tons of different um, 4th of July fabrics, Mm -hmm. and I just, I didn't use them. Like, I used a quarter of a yard to a half yard for my quilt, and then I had, like, 23 yards left, and so I just recently donated it to um, a group that does quilts for um, veterans. Oh, cool. Quilts of Valor. That's perfect. Um, So they're going to make, like, 4th of July, or not 4th of July, but... Patriotic. Yeah, patriotic quilts for them, but... But yeah, so I was like, I just had tons of everyone like, That oh was gosh. me too. I did the same thing when I first started quilting. And and I was like, and then, since I quilted so much, then I underbought yardage for clothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this one time, I only got two yards. And like you said, I needed just that one extra yeah. yard to make something. So then I'm like, I've been um, there. <laughs> I think this is going to be a tank top, no sleeves. I've been there. <laughs> yeah, two was my go-to for a while until I was like, I had this, a lot of my stash was only two yards, and, like, I have all this in there, and I'm like, I can't make anything. Like, I don't have enough fabric to make mm-hmm. what I want, so I upped it to three, and mm-hmm. now when I buy, it's typically three I yards I like that rule of thumb. That's great. All right, Sarah, thank you so much. Um, you know, this is my first, uh, you're my second interview mm-hmm. or guest on the mm-hmm. podcast show, but my first in live show, so we're going to have, like, a different sound and so forth. I... Hopefully everything checks out okay when I go back and edit this. <laughs> but, um, we did. If we not, did. We can do it again. Yeah. Well. Yeah. It's true. You live. You live like only a half hour away from me. So that's great. But I really appreciate you inviting me into your sewing room and sharing all of your beautiful, um, you know, fabrics and your your patterns and your creations and it's just so inspiring I mean you know when I had Dory and Katie on Dory even said that you know man just us talking about this Mm -hmm. right now is getting my creative juices Mm -hmm. going and it does for me too I just I mean yeah when I sew I listen to podcasts because that Mm -hmm. it keeps me focused but I mean it does it really does fuel my creativity yeah me too and I just think that I don't know about you but um you know uh, most of the people in my everyday life are n- not mm-hmm. sewers, yeah. <laughs> quilters, or crafty. So it's just such a like breath of fresh air to hang out with it is. someone that's like me. <laughs> yeah, you know, I agree. I absolutely agree. And that's what it feels like when I listen to podcasts. But that mm-hmm. is why I went to that sewing meetup is because mm-hmm. I was like, we just moved here. I need to make friends. I want people mm-hmm. who share my interests. So that was... And I don't know about you, but I am a classic introvert. Oh, absolutely. It it takes me a lot to even get out to those groups. (laughs) And I know what you're talking about because I only started going to that group a year before you started going. And um, it just took me, I I mean, like, just a lot of, like, talking to myself and saying, you know, because it's so easy to talk yourself out. I'm like... Oh, I could get so much more done if I just stay in my own sewing room. Why am I going to lug all this stuff out? <laughs> but then every time I go, I'm so glad I did it. Yeah. Because we always end up having a great time. I agree. Like, yeah. I was, I, it really was, like, it was the day of, and I was sitting there going, what if I just don't go? What if I just, I could just mm-hmm. stay home. I know. I just, I have such bad anxiety over those things. Me too. And I, I'm so glad that I pushed myself because it yeah. really was a lot of fun. So Me too. So I'm so glad that you went because, <laughs> you know, I have now I have a new friend. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's awesome. So thanks so much again for being on the show. I'm going to put all your stuff okay. on the show notes and the links and everything. And then just, um, you will stay in touch. And then when you launch your patterns and stuff, you got to come back on. Yeah. Yep. And then we'll for talk sure. about that. <laughs> 
I'm really excited. I love the idea of your little mini collections Mm -hmm. and having something to coordinate pieces with. Yeah, I just I just gotta work out the uh, business side of things first. (laughs) Yep. But all right, great. Talk to you again soon. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Okay, well, I know this was a longer episode, but it was so much fun. I hope you enjoy it. Uh, When I was re-listening to it uh, in the editing part, um, it went a lot faster than I thought it would because uh, we just had such a great conversation. And wow, I mean, doing um, these podcast episodes in person in someone's um, visiting someone's sewing room is so much fun. Um, I really love it. It's so cool to see, um, you know, someone else's setup for their sewing room and um, the projects that they make and their fabric stash and their machines collections. So thank you so much, Sarah, for sharing your sewing room and all of your makes and your um, upcoming pattern line that you're working on. Um, I really appreciate it. Um, and we had just the greatest time. Uh, I took some photos and um, I'm going to um, post them on the show notes on my website. So please check it out. And um, also don't forget to like, subscribe and share this podcast with your friends and anyone um, who would be interested. All right. Till next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Make and Decorate podcast with Stephanie Socha Design. Come find me on my website at stephaniesochadesign.com and check out the show notes page, post your comments, send me an email, let me know what you're up to and what questions you might have. I'd really love to hear from you. Toodles. Until next time. Bye.